Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! the karaoke show and you get to listen to us sing for an entire hour. No. Yeah. Man, I was having a real good night. JK, okay, fine, fine. We'll talk about the show. Hey guys, thank you for joining us here. We're here to talk all about Arrow and all the drama and suspense that happened this evening. Make sure you join in and you co-host with us as usual. All you have to do is hop in the hashtag, hashtag ABTV Arrow, and make sure you're tweeting at us. I'm Ali Kona Bradford. You can find me at Boys and Beauty 01, and don't forget to find me on YouTube, sitting in the tub. Oh, amen. Yeah, oh, my turn. Yeah. Hi, Lex Michael, all of our social media at the Lex Michael, and I was a little bit surprised not to see any of us on tonight's episode of Arrow because it seemed like everyone else was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tari J. Miller, you can find me at Tari J. I feel like I should lead with an evil laugh or something because you dang. <laughs> Way too good. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am checking the hashtag. I am also checking the live chat. Thank you guys for watching us on YouTube. And, you know, read, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. The things. iTunes reviews. So the first thing we're doing tonight is some news and gossip. JK. <laughs> that's just a we study. did that solely to mess with our engineer who specifically asked us not, not to, to do, do that it. first yes. tonight. Yes. Poor Steven. Anyway. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm actually ready. Oh, me. Sorry, sorry. Anyway. Well, okay. He grimaced through tears. Oh, all right, buzzers. So first thing I want to talk about tonight is the stuffed knife pepper because I thought that was such a creative and random way to I get brought into you a stuffed pepper for dinner. She's like, take it away. It creates bugs and stuff. Well, no. it's, it's like better than it's from the special garden. Well, she's so like, why don't you? Why don't you have a bite and see how good it is? And it's great that Nissa didn't take that at face value and bite into the knife. <laughs> well, no, from the whole, it's from the garden, which still grows in your absence. And I'm like, oh, we're speaking in code. <laughs> and like, this is like, this is like, obvious. I don't, I don't know this code. But this sounds like code. So I'm just going to open the pepper. Or this is a strange person. Yeah. (laughs) Who is this 
person? That's what I want to know. Who she doesn't is this? seem to have a name, but I already love her, so I'm good with it. Well, I'm you good know. with it. I, you know, I thought, okay, so here you have Nissa in this little cage, and she's been in there for Lord knows who, how long, and as soon as months, yeah. And, and apparently she looks the same even though she hasn't eaten in a few months because she just doesn't eat these days. But... Meditation. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it calms the calms you. It cleans your clothes. It does your hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah. I need to get into this meditation thing. Sorry, um, I meant metachlorians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse that me. That is the wrong franchise owned by the wrong company, but I will take it. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> all I know is as soon as she's out of the cage, the beast was unleashed tonight. Never ever gets tiring watching her fight, and then to have her sidekick, whomever, be in there. I'm like, yeah, go girls! Yeah, and then Katana. Yes, it was Dang. so cool to see her. And you know, here's the thing: because she was always a great fighter before, it was nice to see her and Nissa try to fight. But I love that Nissa right off the bat was like, "Hold, please." You know. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. We're about the same level of goodness. Do you really want to do this? Because this is going to go on for a long time. We're just going to get tired. Can they we just talk? Let's just talk. They mentioned that Katana had become part of the Crescent Order, was it? She found purpose. Something like that. She found purpose, or rather, they found a way to write her off of the show for Suicide Squad without killing her. Right. But they, they name-dropped something that she'd become a part of. Right. And I didn't write it down, so I don't remember what it was. Google. Yeah. Somebody Google it, and then hashtag it, and tell us what it means. Yes. But I really was. I was expecting her to show up in this episode just to be killed. Because that is what we. No, but that would be I so am tiring. Super glad that that's that so is tiring. not the case. I, I agree with you, especially because I want as much katana all over television and film as they can and are willing to give us. But after they killed Floyd Lawton a couple of what it was a season ago, yeah. they killed Amanda Waller very unceremoniously. Now I, I feel like any time we see someone from Suicide Squad show up, we're they're just gonna die. They're gonna see him get popped pretty quickly. I so I was. It's like you're gone. You're gone. You have continuing adventures off stage. Yeah, like, yeah. You yes. get to. You get to live, just do it over there. Right. Well, you know, I thought it was very interesting that she was willing, obviously, we find out at the end of the episode that the deal gets struck and that Nissa ends up with her Lotus. So I'm wondering what the conversation was and what the motivation was for Katana to give up what she was so importantly there to watch over, unless she just hates Malcolm Merlin that much, so she said, meh. Well, name-dropping okay. Oliver Queen helps. Yeah. Mm. I think she cares more about Oliver than she hates Merlin. Okay. Does she secretly love him, though? No. Uh-uh. Mm, no. Nah. I, I am I mean, how could so you not? done with the Oliver Harum on this show. Oh, my <laughs> the God. Oliver Harum. Uh, We've got a ship. The, uh, Let's keep it. I, I feel like the conversation really would have gone as simply as Nissa saying, DC Entertainment really wants me to kill you. I won't kill you if you give up the Lotus. And Katana thinks about it for a second and goes, well, I really want to live to see Suicide Squad. That was a sweet trailer. Here's your Lotus. I'll be over there. <laughs> I mean, that could have happened, too. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though, that we now found out that there's a cure. Okay, let's talk about what's going on with it's Thea. It's not even a cure. It negates the effects of the Lazarus Pit and was created by enemies enemy. of the League, which makes me wonder if it's not a, oh, it cures your bloodlust, and it's more of a, oh, were you in the pit? Now nah, you're dead. Because that's the yeah. thing. The yeah. biggest effect of the Lazarus Pit is not, be- right, is not being dead anymore. And functional immortality. But it's now so- killing her. But do you think that though, that has to do with the fact that she had that interaction with Damien Dark and whatever his juju is, it interrupted the flow, and now that's why everything is going haywire no, in her body. No, they made it pretty clear that that's not the case. 
Mm. That it's yeah. been yeah. her abstinence that is. But why her? Like, why is it affecting her this way? Do you know what I mean? Because, because I guess that's oh. what it does. Oh, well, <laughs> she we had to write some soap opera <laughs> conflict into the show, and instead of you know mysterious soap opera wasting disease, we have this. Right. Tell me yeah. I'm wrong. That happens no, all you're the time. <laughs> It, it seems to be like a mystic blood for blood kind of thing. So, like, yeah. essentially, either she, uh, yeah, either she sacrifices someone or it devours her, her from the inside. Yeah. It's interesting and how I guess you can kind of loop it by coming back to life and killing the person that killed you. Right. Yeah. And I think that would take care of things, but obviously that is not a thing that's going to occur because Roz is super dead. I mean, right. what if she like stabbed Roz's body though? Like they dug it up and she just started but he's going dead. to dead. Isn't that to take his life? We fix the pit or find a different one. We throw him in the pit. We tie him down. And then she murders him yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. All and we have good. to do is steal the Flash's speed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. Bye. Peace out. Anyway. People who don't watch watch The Flash are like, what on what? God's green earth? <laughs> watch all of the shows, you guys. They fit together and it's beautiful. Damien Dark was in Legends of Tomorrow last week and I just about lost my noise. Yeah, yeah that was oh exciting. Oh my God, that was beautiful. He, he looks the same in 1975 as he does now. That is something that does impact that this show. That is something you have to think about. Is because we have established now, even though, yeah, Damien Dark seems very unkillable, at least by any means that we are conventionally aware of. Yeah, uh... Identical to his present day form in 1975, so we have established. However, he does it. He is quite immortal. Yeah, but is his wife immortal? That's what I want to oh, know. Probably not. I got a ton of questions about Lady Corncob. Oh, okay, because now she's the <laughs> mayor. Yeah, and also I'm not sure. I mean, obviously now we know where she fits more or less into the structure of this season. But as far as I know, this is a character that doesn't really have an equivalent in the comics. I. Uh, now the the character's name escapes me, but when we saw it in writing a couple of times during the show, I tried to look it up, found nothing. So this much, very similarly to Damian Dark himself, who really was only ever in about two issues of any comic book ever, you're working in uncharted territory here, which is really cool. interesting. I love it. Yeah. Because you don't have, you have like 18 different versions of Slade to work with, and you're figuring out what do you want to keep, what do you want to make new, who's going to lose their noise if this isn't exactly like it was in this media. And with Damien Dark, it's just like, hi, hi, all my buddies, I'm brand new. Do what you tell me all your secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Damien Dark, he got stood up. We didn't really get to see him. (laughs) But, but it's okay. But here's the thing the huge theme of tonight was Oliver, you blame yourself. What else is new? But the other theme was choices and having and allowing someone else to make their own life choices, right? So Thea had her own choice. She's choosing death, pretty much. And it was, at that point, Oliver had to decide, either be stubborn and do the original plan, or save the city because this calculator guy is creating a ruckus and they need me. Do I go to help my sister or do I do the calculator thing? But at the end of the day, sister doesn't want my help, so am I going to respect this? Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting it to be such a right to life episode. It was interesting. It was interesting how that went. Yeah. 
slightly. I do think, too, and it makes sense because we're dealing with so many moving pieces in this episode, an unusual mm-hmm. number of moving pieces uh, in tonight's episode. It did strike me as a little bit, uh, although purposeful, conspicuous that we don't see Damien Dark because he is one of maybe three characters in the entire universe that isn't dead or on a spinoff that wasn't in the episode tonight. Hey, we saw the back of his head. Okay, we saw the back. But, and, and, okay, but see, we saw, we got a full appearance from Shadow, who is dead. That's and true. no appearance from Damien Dark. Are you alive? No. no. You're hallucinating. <laughs> but I got a rock. But dude, how the hell, okay, I didn't even mean for us to end up in the flashback. But yeah, can we how, just throw that down right the hell, now? If you were a figment of my imagination for two seconds ago, I, he was getting electrocuted, and then these arrows just fly out of nowhere and kill old boy? Or did this, none of that even happen? Well, none of that even happen. Yeah. He passed out in the middle of the torture. You right. can assume that the second the arrows start flying is pretty much the second he lost consciousness, and uh, that's when the hallucination starts. When we see Ryder again at the end, and he's not dead. Yeah. Oh, he is super not dead. He doesn't yeah. even look that much more angry oh, than normal. Right, huh? <laughs> that's right. Well, I mean, I, that or, yeah, he was in the bed the whole time, but mm, I, either way, it was just really weird and interesting. She's the last person I expected to see this episode. That Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I yeah. do love that they set that up with Felicity's earlier line about whose surprising reappearance do you think we'll see next? And lo and behold, shadows in screen like 30 seconds later. Like, yep. Yeah. Oh my God, that was a beautiful setup. But that again, cost time to set that up. That was great. <laughs> was I saying, but again, her theme was all about you keep blaming yourself and let go of the darkness. And the only way you can do that is through Oliver Queen and blah, 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 blah. Like, everybody kept going back to the fact that Oliver, even Felicity at the beginning of the episode, when he did something, she was like, how did you manage to find a way to blame yourself for this now? Right. Well, I mean, because everything is my fault. He's yeah. driving that point home, though, aren't they? Well, yeah, I think that's the that's his arc this season is kind of realizing that he can rely on his friends and that they're all essentially their own people. They don't. He doesn't have to take on their problems because they can make their own decisions and all right. that stuff. Well, and um, he's not Atlas. He can't carry the world on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Maybe. Uh, I will say, I find I found the whole shadow sequence really interesting, mostly because we also had another uh, internal, uh, I guess, representation last week. So we had Felicity ah, and right. hers, and then now we have Oliver and, and his shadow visions. And I thought uh, that the show is doing a lot of really interesting things. I feel like back when they were trying to be more grounded, they would have never done something like this. Oh, yeah. But yeah. now they're really like stepping into foreign territory. <laughs> Yeah. And I do like that for Felicity's, it was, yeah, your uh, medication might cause hallucinations. Sorry about that. And for Oliver's, it was straight up, you have a magic tattoo, and now you're having a vision. These <laughs> things occur yes. that. And the tattoo has gifted you with a rock. I'm not going to get over this. It's like... I have a job. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, but Oliver great. did finally tell Diana that he was the one that killed her brother. This is what's killing me about that. So, I, God, the circumstances don't matter. What matter is I killed your brother. No, no the circumstances do matter, do matter exactly. because you yeah, got set up, dude. I mean, and Conklin knew. Thank you. Well, not even, yeah. You got someone coming at you trying to kill you. You're gonna defend yourself. So I wish you would have said, but see, that's still falling into that whole, I'm going to blame myself and it's my fault, it's my fault, so I'm just going to leave it at my fault. Exactly. You know, like, the the court system considers justifiable homicide a thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's like my whole... Self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Whatever. And the occasional make my day law for all the good and ill that does. Yo, I'm just saying, like, in the eyes of the law, Oliver wouldn't necessarily be culpable for this. And I totally get feeling bad about it, but there's absolutely a line past which, like, I totally... Is it going to be difficult for uh, Tiana to look at him the same way, knowing that he killed her brother in any situation? Of course. On the other hand, if Oliver dies in the flashback at the hands of this this random foreign guy, then retroactively there's no show. And and time paradox, the entire thing unravels. CW has to answer a lot of really angry fan questions. No, see, that's why we have Legends of Tomorrow. And so they can go back and fix that. That's Yay. true. Yeah. Yeah. Or we find out all the, the flashbacks are take place in Earth 2. <laughs> <laughs> and he dies at the end of the flashback. No, but the dad would still have to be alive. And because the dad is the green arrow in Earth 2. Yes. But, I mean, you could say that he... Because people come back to life all the time this is in true. this show. Guys, Rip Hunter said time takes a little while. It's like cement hardening. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, for him, he was 24 hours. This is like five years. So no some different. some cement is wetter cement. Stop. If your cement <laughs> takes five years to set, you that have an right. awful contract. You're just sculpting mud. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Every time it rains, you're like, so, oh, anyway. Time travel, guys. Yeah, yeah, but you it's know what? Great. One of the things that right. Shadow Pretend said to Oliver is that you know that she's in love with you, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just lying to her. So you're I'm subconscious the- ships it. <laughs> right! So I'm wondering where this is going to go and what's going to lead up to whatever, because obviously there is no more relationship between and Diana. Presumably. Yes. There yeah. may well, not I be any more tie-in, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious to see where that's going to go and if they're actually going to delve into a different relationship in the flashback and then we have Oliver present time in a relationship with Felicity but then in flashback in a relationship with Shadow Mm, I don't know. If like, and yeah, like my my initial thought would be, you know, well, we all we know is that when we get to the present, they're not in touch anymore, so something happens. That would have been what I would stick to like last season. But just a handful of weeks ago, we found out, oh yeah, I've totally had John Constantine's number for like five years. I just never called him. Yeah. So it's totally possible she's going to show up next week. Yeah, very much <laughs> and so. And that's what's killing me about this. I've had Constantine's number for forever. <laughs> I just, I can't. You I don't were know, guys. I just it didn't. I didn't think did, it would be okay. useful until now. Hey, you well, know what? The dude was under contract. We couldn't bring him was, in. He was Sorry. Busy. <laughs> anyway, I just want to wrap up talking about Thea just a little bit too, because okay, first of all, we haven't even mentioned the fact that Roy came back on the show. Yeah. Yay! So that's yes. fun. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But one of the things is that when Roy came in to visit, first of all, he said, you know, I can't stay, what have you. And Thea's giving him the speech. And basically, to me, I'm like, okay, you're giving him the goodbye. You're giving the hi, I'm choosing to die, just so you know. Go have babies. Go get married. I love you. And I was like, oh, God, you're the one in the grave. Like, is this really what's going to happen? Mm. This is why we started with rolling in the deep. Because it starts with we could have had it all. I wanted to do all that with you. If I could start all over again, so, I would so, do all of that with you. Yeah, so I'm going to be honest. One, I had the same thought you did during that scene where I'm like, oh, they're setting us up to be devastated when Thea dies. Right. Um, but also, I don't know about you guys, but that scene actually got me a little bit. Like, oh, I actually, yeah. I actually oh, midway through, I'm like, scene. I'm watching this with other people. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. But I literally started getting like, <gasps> we won't yeah. judge you. Oh, my God. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, is that what, one of the beautiful things I thought was, you know, Malcolm Merlin has his moments of sanity, and one of the things <laughs> it's that he not even said, moments of sanity, it's moments of 
empathy, well, which is less expected from him. Yeah, that too. That too. But I love the talk that he had had with Oliver, and he said, you know, quit being selfish. Like, don't you think there's moments where I want to take a knife and, and force her to kill somebody just so I can have her, but it's not my choice. And sometimes... I don't remember the exact quote that he said, but something about one of the best gifts in life is to do nothing, or best gifts of love or something is to do absolutely nothing. Right. Sometimes the greatest act of love is there to do go. nothing. Thank it you. Is. He, is a, he is a more enlightened, modern Rachel Ghoul. I think he's definitely like a, a, a Rachel Ghoul for a, a more a hipper, trendier age. He's like a <laughs> jeans and he's like a jeans and sweater wearing demon's head, which I think is nice. And so occasionally, yeah, he's a little more enlightened than just put a sword through it. He does a lot yeah. of working from home. <laughs> He's also less than a century old, which I think helps with your uh, with your. He's more modern. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, got it. Yeah. Anyways, I just thought it was a really great moment, really great speech, and he actually got through to Oliver, which is really hard to do. Well, he is the one other person who values Thea as highly as Oliver does, who has that close of a connection to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, coming from him, pretty solid words. Yeah, I do like his. I have my sources. I also know how to put my ear against the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Um, also, it does seem like for a long time, following the reveal that Thea was Malcolm's daughter, and I think well after that, there was a very big question mark whenever he professed to care about his daughter. That, for me at least, seems to have gone away. Like, increasingly, I believe that in his own really strange, I'm the head of the demon way, he does genuinely care about her. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, he's always there for her. I mean, I think it, it took a while to get there Mostly because he saw her as a tool, but like over time, spending time and you know having to fight for her as much as he has, I think that he's really come a long way, guys. That doesn't yeah. undo the fact that he brainwashed her and used her as an agent of murder. No. <laughs> for sure, yeah, I mean that's, that's still an issue. Yeah. Push it to the back of our minds. Uh, the we have a hashtag in the chat: thoroughly modern Malcolm <laughs> from Brandon <laughs> Christopher. We also have a hashtag on Twitter that I uh, from Brandon C. I think it's the same person. Uh, Red hot knife peppers. <laughs> I kind of love it. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, what else are people saying in the in the Twitter? Anybody saying anything interesting? Uh, jokes about broccoli bombs. Do we think Felicity's going to find out? Do we think Felicity's going to find out her dad is the calculator? Yes. Lady Corncob's name is Rouve. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Rouve, thank you. Thank you, Emmy Kent. That is super helpful. And to everyone in YouTube talking about, well, Damien Dark looks the same because he's still frog water. We know. Yeah. It was just really nice to see that confirmed in 1975 on yeah. another show. Just It was really interesting to see that. Ooh, ooh, let's talk about Curtis for a second. Let's talk I about that, that man. Yes. About that man. Yes. <laughs> talk okay. about people coming back unexpectedly. Right. And I loved, okay, so when Roy comes in, we haven't talked about Roy and his situation. Uh, and I love, by the way, that Felicity caught on his eye color was different. And that's how she picked up the fact that there was something I was going to say fishy and suspicious all at once, and it was like for issues. Suspicious. Suspicious. Anyway, so they had the fight, right? And uh, one of the things that you'd brought up that a fan had mentioned about Curtis being able to hold his own, and I I even wrote that down on my notes. I was like, he can fight-ish. I mean, he's not like combat Yeah, but you know. I'm not surprised that the fight ended with him getting his rear handed to him because Roy has a lot more street training, a lot more experience, but... I am also not surprised that he was able to hold his own because he does have some of that training. Right. So, 
Mm-hmm. And he gave another beautiful speech. To, tonight was the night of beautiful speeches. <laughs> the two was. felicities. The what was it? The brilliance. Uh, the, the one who lets her wheelchair hamper who she is, and right. the one who comes in like a bat out of hell and does what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what was I going to say about Curtis, though? There was something else. No, it wasn't actually Roy. So from the beginning of the show, right, and we have this thief running around stealing stuff. We have Oliver, by the way, unmasked in street clothes, doing all his, you know, badass stuff. And I'm like, oh, kind of cool to see Oliver Queen just out in the open. Nobody, hey, just so you know, running for mayor, and I can do and all this I do parkour. Stuff. Woo! Yeah! yeah. Running for mayor and other things. (laughs) But I knew, I knew it was Roy just because of the fact that his style of how he was parkouring. uh, So here's a fun thing. Oliver's not wearing any of his gear, no disguise, no nothing. Tackles Roy. Roy gets a good dead-on look at him. Oh, with the contact. Mm Mm-hmm. And then leaves. Oh, shitty. And somewhere the calculator's like, wow, that Oliver Queen really is a man of the people. What's going on over here? Right, and now that you bring that up, and the fact that he was sitting right next to him at the meeting, and you know what's crazy is I didn't, okay, I know you said you already saw it coming. I didn't because I thought that the calculator was at the presentation because A, he wanted more information on the supercharged battery that can help him out. B, he knew, I thought he realized that Felicity was the girl behind the computer, so that was just his way of getting closer and just being evil and what have you. I did not see it coming that he was going to be like, hey, daughter, what up? Well, the producers had talked a little bit about how Felicity's father was not, you know, they said it's not it's evil. not Damien Dark, but it is a, a villainous, uh, slightly shady character. So the second they announced the calculator, my assumption is, <laughs> okay, that's Felicity's dad. The second you watch the two of them with their voices disguised, bantering back and forth, and their style of banter is nearly identical, I went, oh, yeah. That's her dad. Right. I just kind of wish it hadn't been so telegraphed. Like, we have a tech-savvy builder's name's the calculator. It's her dad. Like, wow, sky blue, water wet. <laughs> I love, though, that she was clowning on his name so much. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not calling him that. Quit calling and him she that. wouldn't use it. There was a, Anytime she had to refer to him after that, it was like... The, our adversary. I wanted her to start calling him, like, TI-83 or something. <laughs> Texas. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that was very interesting. Let's talk about him. And why does everybody just want to destroy the city? Can you just Because want- it's easy pickings and people I are guess. jerks. I guess. That's the best I've got. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like, and maybe this is just me thinking in terms of Batman, because I couch everything in Batman terms to make myself feel secure, but oh, okay. a lot of the Batman villains, part of it is, yeah, they have, they're crazy people and they have access to resources, and another part of it is uh, they're reacting to the presence of a Batman. With Joker, it's, oh, you're here and I'm just so fascinated and taken with you that I want to fixate entirely on you. With the Riddler, it's, well, I just want to prove that I'm more intelligent than you are, so... These are crazy people with resources, and I think part of targeting a city with an established hero is, I've got these resources, I'm crazy, let me, in, as part of my plan, very publicly take down this this prominent heroic figure to prove to everybody and myself and them that I'm better than they are. Yeah. I just had a moment, and nobody's going to care about my moment, but I'm going to share it anyways. Now that I think about it, looking at the calculator... Looking at Felicity's mom, Donna Smoke, how the hell did they become a couple? Alcohol. Oh, okay. Yep. Alcohol, but also I could totally see like if calculator like is no, out in the sun. Think, if he's out in the sun a little no, bit and dresses dresses without that like mm-mm. black sweater no. thing, mm-mm. maybe he's got like a little silver fox uh-uh. quality going on. You can't on. tell me that you've never been sweet talked by a nerd. Nope. He's also really? like, not even that he's a nerd. Smart. He's just he's he's obviously a bit older, right? 
Um, so is she. She I mean, is, but she still seems. Something. But she still seems like I got it going on. She's fly. She's hip. She's trendy. This is he also a relationship so... that happened twenty some odd years ago, at least. Yeah, he's been single so... a long time. He could have looked like but Stephen Amell back then. What do they really have to talk have. about? Ah, have you ever been seduced by a nerd? It, no, it, I am. Well, I'm goofy, but no. Uh, <laughs> a goofball? Yes. I mean, that, I. but no. I mean, I'm sure that she was enamored by his, his like, his intelligence. And he was, you know, drawn to her, uh, you know, funness. Yeah, funness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's definitely, look, we definitely saw, forget any physical attributes he has. He's definitely intelligent. Yeah. He's, okay. definitely, he's definitely confident. That. And he's definitely well-spoken. So I feel like you put that in a body 20 years younger, better dressed with a little color, maybe. Sweet yeah. talk by a nerd. And alcohol. It happens. Yeah. Sweet talk by but a nerd. But did they even have a relationship? Or did they just sleep together? Because, well, and the way I feel like is he was a deadbeat daddy. I mean, he was a criminal. So, he, right. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is worse, arguably. So, yeah. yeah. Like, instead of just being a deadbeat, he was actively perpetrating crime. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good reason to break up. <laughs> That's, I mean, I wouldn't want that dude around, if it's yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. Pondering how yeah. this occurred, but yeah. But the uh, you know, and two uh, people love each other very much. <laughs> anyway, um, but going back into the whole little because this fascinates me so much, the little contact situation and everything that was going on with Roy, and he was talking about how it's funny how we're talking about blame this, that, and the third, but here's Roy taking on his own weight, if you will. Just because of everything that happened, he left. He got involved with this calculator dude, and he's trying to keep everything separate. And this is my responsibility. I brought this maniac here. And then we get the theme again of let me make my own choice when they're in the factory or wherever they are, and he wants to stay behind to explode the bomb. Speaking of, uh, on on one of the devices and one of the uh, places that he steals uh, this this uh, blah 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 science stuff from is blah, called. Blah, blah, science they stuff. don't they don't make a big deal out of it, but uh, Cadmus gets yeah. a name drop. Yes. Okay, so Cadmus uh, depends on which incarnation of this universe you follow, but in the comics, Cadmus was an organization. It's an offshoot of the government that uh, experimented extensively with DNA and cloning. And in the comics, they threw a little bit of Superman DNA, a little bit of Lex Luthor DNA into uh, a little uh, sieve spaghetti sieve and what came out was Superboy Mm -hmm. that's comics in the DC animated universe which I know we're all fans of uh, Cadmus was a government organization funded by Lex Luthor whose focus was to throw all of their resources at combating metahumans whether they're evil or not the division leader of Cadmus in the animated universe is one Amanda Waller yeah so it was just fun to see the name drop yeah this show really likes doing that it's so much fun it's like here's your stuff (laughs) Pander, pander, pander. Yep, it's love working. it. Speaking of comic canon, because this came up in chat, and I think it's worth addressing because it's a comparison. Uh, chat wants to know if we think that Oliver and Laurel will ultimately end up together because of comics canon, because evidently there are other after shows that hold that opinion. Guys, we aren't other after shows. We don't all have the same opinions. And since when does this show care about comic canon? Yeah, yeah I would like, say... Look how many cares it does not give. <laughs> yeah. They pretty much set up that Laurel has definitely moved on, as has Oliver, and it would take some incredible character assassination to shoehorn them back together. So yeah. I'm going to go with no, and it's not just because I really like Olicity. Even if they broke up... 
Laurel and Oliver is a ship that has sailed and torpedoed and sunk and doesn't have any buried treasure to dig up, so there's really no reason to go back to it. There was actually an interview with Katie Cassidy, and someone had asked her about Wallivers, how they yeah. shipped it. I was like, okay, whatever. Either way, she had said that it's she, funny. Yeah, well, she she had said she didn't know, but one of the things she said is you'd also have to deal with the fact that they're all in the same crew, and unless. Felicity departs like that. Exactly. Why would you do that to your friend? Now there goes a circle of trust. How are you going to work together when I can't trust you around my man? Right. Yeah, there's. A, but I think there is a certain cross section of the fan community that is going to be really, really angry anytime anything happens that isn't exactly like the books. And this look, true. I'm the first guy to go every time they do something, no matter how tiny that I recognize from comics. I'm like, oh, give me more. That's amazing. Right. But there are more important things, far more important things at the end of the day than absolute slavish fealty to the. Material, well, even right? some of the producers, sorry to cut you off, I'll say some of the producers that even said, look, this show is inspired by yeah. the comic book, but it is not the comic book, and they're not going to write the stories exactly as that, because you'd be disservicing the people that do read the comics, only in the sense that now they're going to know what's going to happen, because they're following the same storyline, so it's like... They want to keep it a nice surprise for the comic fans. For those of us who are not comic fans, they want to intrigue you with great stories. And that's why they give the little Easter eggs here and there, just so the comic book people are like, oh, yeah, it's really exciting. Well, but Right. Yeah, I don't want you to know what's going to happen because you read book number whatever, 120, and right. now you already know that this right. is what the end game is for well, this character. And on top of that, too, I'm sorry, I just cut you off, too. <laughs> no, your turn. Speak, 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 speak. <laughs> They've established their own universe here. It's inspired by, not an adaptation of. It's not like, I've read the books, I know what's going to happen in the movie. It's completely different. Yeah, exactly. And I think the biggest reason that these characters have all lasted so long, I mean, Green Arrow uh, was created in the 40s, you know what I mean? Uh, The reason these characters still exist and have managed to sustain themselves is because there are so many, similar in many respects, so many different iterations of all of these characters, and each one is equally valid. So I don't see them not ending up together as uh, uh, something that you should condemn the entire thing over. Right. Yeah. We've got a couple of comments in chat about Go it. Oshin Gill says, Katie Cassidy herself has said that she ships Elicity at this point. And Aylin Mendoza says, Oliver and Diggle would happen first. <laughs> nice. Digover? You know, um, there was actually an interview with Emily Bett Rickards, and she had said... For the longest time, she didn't even know what Elicity was. I mean, she's so busy working anyways, so she didn't realize that fans had become so involved and really in love with the idea of the two of them together. So she thought that was really cool. And one of the other things she said is that she loves working with Stephen Amell, obviously, but she says it's like one of her favorite things because obviously they've had a relationship now just as friends for four years, so now being able to work together on set in such a close manner in this relationship is just so much fun. And I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun working with him too. They've got the chemistry. Oh, Just absolutely. They have the on screen chemistry for it. <laughs> I'm like, no offense, wifey, but I slightly like Emily Bett Rickards better. Sorry, Stephen. No, oh, no, I, I ship the characters, but we are staying firmly out of RPF territory. Nope. Just saying. I like nope. Together. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about shipping real people. I feel like things get messy when you start shipping actual human beings. You see some weird stuff on Tumblr. (laughs) And the supernatural fandom. Uh, You start writing them letters, trying to get them to be together. And (laughs) I can't even, like, continue this joke. Like I said, we're not the supernatural fandom. (laughs) 
um, really quick question, guys. This is so, sort of out of left field, but we had talked a little bit about the Lotus at the beginning of this episode. And <laughs> do you guys think that Oliver, well, mm, I guess we saw a little bit in the preview, but he would really, really go through with, let me go kill Malcolm so that way I can get this Lotus thing and cure Thea when Thea's very specifically and clearly told me to leave it be. I mean, we saw in the teaser, it looks like they're going to at least start fighting. Yeah, right. but that could be a setup. Right. That could be if a fake. I'm, Let's just do this for Nyssa so she thinks something's about to go down. Although, if she's smart, like, she'll hold on to the Lotus until he's dead. Well, right. and there's like eight different levels of plans and manipulations and God knows what else when you're dealing with A, the League of Assassins, B, Malcolm Merlin. He's right. called the magician for a reason. And we haven't seen much magic lately from him, have we? No. His smile is magic. Yeah. When he sings and prances, it's magical. Yeah. I like to think about him in the sweater drinking tea. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I feel like we need little webisodes for this show. Like we need the, adventure- own we need show. the adventures of Katana and we need the head of the demon has a day off. Well, and we you know, stuff. I think maybe we touched on it on this show a little bit, but there is now, based on this series, a A Dark Archer comic book. So I'm really hoping it's that. It's just Malcolm, like, hanging out at his apartment, sipping tea, reading (laughs) good books, like, petting a cat. Occasionally reaching out and murdering someone off (laughs) hand. And then coming back in and being like, oh, Between tap dancing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he sings. It's great. Anyways. That'd be awesome. Um, Guys, so pretty soon we're going to start getting into news and gossip. But first, before we do that, let's check the hashtag. If there's anything else that you guys want us to bring up that maybe we have not talked about yet. Well, we've got a delay, so let's do news and gossip and then come back to it. All right, Mr. Engineer, are you ready for me? Did I spring you up out of nowhere? Where all the accents come from? Anyways, so some England of the pictures that we have up this <laughs> evening. Hey guys, I I'm here now. Sorry, Jeff was taking over. We're understaffed tonight, so. Oh, uh, it's okay. Here we go. I got pictures yes. and pictures and pictures. Pictures on yeah. pictures on pictures. pictures so today. pictures for days. Colson Haynes and Emily Bett Rickards did a spread with Vanity Fair, <laughs> oh, and dear. they decided to switch gender roles. So you see them as man and woman. And then there's a few moments where they switch and they change and rearrange just because. And the photographer said he loved working with the two of them because A, they're so open-minded. B, because they have such a great relationship with each other, they're willing to go there for some of the photos. If we can go ahead and fast forward to some of our other photos with the two of them, please. Give me a second, guys. Yeah, no problem. Um... But I just thought it was interesting that he said that because obviously there's so many rumors that the two of them have this electrical romance and they keep saying, we're best friends, we're best friends. And even Emily had said for this episode, she was so excited to have Colton back and she said, you know, he's one of my favorite humans in the whole entire world. I'm like, yeah, there's been a few moments where I've seen pictures of you putting your tongue close to his mouth and not just in this fashion spread. So Hashtag Roylicity. We are back into RPF territory here. (laughs) I think they'd be an amazing couple. I think they'd be super duper cute. Um, I don't know if it's true that they really are just best friends. Anyways, I'm just, you know what, right now just waiting for the pictures to show. I mean, I don't don't really care one way or the other if they date in real life. I'm just trying to make shippers grumpy. Oh, well, this is obviously the picture I was (laughs) talking about that they were willing to quote unquote go there and just be all romantical and cute. I think they're cute together. Let's move on to our next photo if we can. I don't know if it's a bit difficult to switch photos. 
That one's cute. Just a little tongue on your chin. No They're big. biting I could, each other? I could handle if Colton Haynes put his tongue on my chin. Just place it right there. What if he's trying to eat her? That's okay. And then this picture. Okay, so this picture. Eventually. Of her with give, oh, podcaster. Sorry. Uh, Colton Haynes is looking very naked. And Emily mm-hmm. Rickers is putting red kisses all over him. And it just made me think of my Boys and Beauty episode. Yes, I'm going to go there and say that. Plug, plug. Yes. Plug. Cheap plug. <laughs> I did a Boys and Beauty about Roy Harper, the red arrow, back when he was the red arrow. And I talked about how red lipstick is actually made out of beetle blood. So when I look at this picture, I just see Emily Bet Rickards putting blood all over his face. But whatever. Which is a very different flavor of sexy. That's yeah. super metal. Yeah. What yeah. magazine is yeah. this? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's go to our next photo if we have any more. Oh, and this was the original before things got real hot and steamy. You see Colton Haynes in the suit and Emily in the jacket, I guess, and then obviously below you get to see the switch. I want now, a picture of both of them in suits. That works too. So this is a picture that oh, we all saw of Oliver Queen, hashtag no arm, and uh, one of the things that Stephen Amell had actually said that it's very creative, very great, very inaccurate. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, this it definitely looks, like, looks fan like, art. like fan art, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, but anyways. The fact that they're doing that on Legends of Tomorrow makes me so absolutely preposterously happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because as we've talked about, and as I've talked about on other shows, that's lifted directly out of The Dark Knight Returns, one of the greatest books ever written. Yes. Okay, I don't know. I didn't realize that this started with Robbie Amell. We'll go ahead and play this, but uh, this was supposed to be Stephen Amell singing. Um, If it's not, then maybe we'll just have to try to look it up. But we'll see what happens with Robbie. Boom. Maybe. Maybe. Boom. Maybe. Just kidding. I can sing for you and say. Okay. Um, I'm at Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in New York, New Jersey. And um, I can I'm about Stevens. to give you guys a live look at John Barrowman and Stephen Amell. Here you go. Okay, there we go. Come on and build a snowman. Come on, let's go and play. I'd never see you anymore. Come out the door, it's like you've gone away. <laughs> we used to be best buddies, but now we're not. I wish you would tell me why. Get it, Steven. Do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. Go away, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, and that's really cute. Go away, Stephen. <laughs> really, really cute. So make sure you check Get that together, out Steve. on YouTube. And I think that's all I have for news and gossip, unless you guys have anything. I think it's definitely worth mentioning, since it's not going to happen on this show, but... Uh Tori, you should actually cover this. This is relevant to his of, interest. You're on both of these panels. Oh, yeah, you are. Uh, um, it's news been that broke today. today. That, yeah. Uh, that The Flash is going to be on Supergirl. It's going to be a crossover, and it's going to be amazing. There's no synopsis yet. They just know that the Flash is going to appear there so far. Something about dimensional travel. Yeah, which totally means even if Barry runs super fast and ends up somewhere else in the space-time continuum, as he is wont to do, that still means definitively that somehow multiverse blah blah blah, everything happening on Supergirl and everything happening on Arrow are happening in the same universe. Yeah. It's awesome. Which it's means... almost like they're owned by the same company. What? But that means Superman now definitively exists somewhere in the same universe as Arrow. That's very exciting to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything in the hashtag? I just have iTunes to... reviews. Oh, I mean, we can go, go for it. We have uh, Love the Show from Chaz213-2005. 
Your guys' shows are awesome. Nice to hear other people's opinion on the shows. And we have great show. Look forward to it every Thursday by Kyle Ruffin. Hi, Arrow Panel. You're the first AfterBuzz podcast I started listening to, and now I listen to at least six other AfterBuzz podcasts. Aww, guys, cool. we are a gateway drug. Oh, yeah. We've we done it. We've done it. You guys provide a great recap. Bleh. You yeah. guys provide a great recap, review, and insight on the show. Keep doing your thing. You guys and gals are the best. P.S. Katie, you are the unicorn of the show. Love you. <laughs> I'm a unicorn, guys. <laughs> I fart rainbows girl. and terrify people. It's great. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Thank you guys for reviewing. If you want your review on the show, if you want to keep the lights on in the studio, if you want to let our producers know, hey, we really like hearing these people talk about Arrow, we'd like to hear some more of it, go to iTunes, uh, look us up in the iTunes store, After Buzz Arrow is a very good search term, uh, like, comment, subscribe, leave a rating, uh, leave five stars because you love us, Yes. and basically getting these iTunes reviews is a definitive way of saying, yes, we're doing a good. Please let us continue to do a good. A good. A good. A good. A good. We are doing a good. Yeah. Why don't we get you um, some good? We have a couple um. of people saying, did anyone catch how Oliver said he's been going back and forth to Central City and no one asked why? I missed that line somewhere. So did that. I. I heard the line. I had assumed that it was because they... They are built, their lair is built in Central City, or built by Cisco, who is in Central City, and they just had the ramps installed. So yeah. I know that. Um, I mean, it could also have been a reference to the crossover. It probably is. It's probably him going to see his kid, et cetera, et cetera, and they're Ew, just kind that's of... that's going to happen. But, yeah, yeah I it's like, going to be a thing. That would, mo- that would be my biggest guess, is that that's in there, so that, A, people who aren't watching The Flash know to watch The Flash, and B, people that are watching both shows anyway know that, oh, right, he's got a very specific reason that he's not going to talk about to be going back and forth to Central City. But I also like the idea that like it's literally just a plug like Central City. That sounds interesting for people who aren't watching The Flash. And more than that, like I would love it if he's like, yeah, I've been going back and forth to Central City for a couple of weeks. Looks right at the camera. The Flash. Tuesday nights on the CW. Smiles. (laughs) crack about wearing red doesn't mean you're The Flash. Which is fun. Like I love stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and in Flash we had a couple um... Uh, Arrow references yeah. too. So we had the the Felicity one, and we also had the little news report about uh, Oliver, Oliver Queen's mayor. mayoral campaign. Yeah. yeah, how interesting. The Felicity reference was uh, the best joke it was this great. week. Oh yeah. my god, best hacker in the world. Felicity smoke. Mm. Thanks, guys. Your words hurt. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into predictions. <laughs> Okay, so I the love that the extra. laser light show is pink now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On Wednesdays we wear pink. Oh, so I missed the memo. Sorry, in blue. No, that is literally what my shirt says. Oh, <laughs> whoops. I think yeah. I probably just spit on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Free showers today, guys. Okay, Yay! so <laughs> anyway, predictions. Um. I, for two seconds, really thought they were going to put Thea in the grave, but I also feel like it's too easy and mm-hmm. too soon mm-hmm. in this season for them to do that. So, obviously, the Lotus situation is going to happen. I just don't think that Oliver's really going to kill Malcolm. That's another one for me that's too easy. We're just going to kill him off. I feel like whoever gets killed is going to be a huge surprise, something that's going to disappoint and not just be, okay... We well, sort of like Malcolm now, and now he's dead. People in chat have been saying that he's going to be on Rain this season. Oh. Barrowman? Yeah. Huh. Well, but there's nothing saying you can't be on two shows no. at the same time. That's I mean. true. 
Who knows? Yeah, my guess is my guess is it's not whoever is in the grave. Yeah, I think it's going to happen far more suddenly than that. I think if they telegraph it, it's not going to be quite so heavily. Yeah. I also think, and I could be wrong. Because they sure do love their terrible, terrible plans on this show. They do. I feel like, yeah, Nissa says kill Malcolm. But when you're told to make a decision over the life of, you know, between two people who you both, uh, both of them you don't know for sure you can trust on any given day. But at least one of them has proven useful a couple of times. I feel like you don't kill that person on the word of another person you're not sure you can trust anyway. Okay, what would I? No, is Nissa is very capable. Why the hell is she trying to get somebody else? I mean, I get that he's closer in the sense that he can get closer because there is that trust between the two of them. But why not just be a woman and kill the dude yourself? Why do you got to get everybody else involved? Drama. I mean, yes. pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's it's still it's the CW. Excess. It does. It's not necessary. Yeah. Plus, if like- you look at it, Oliver is a powerful ally, and so it's. I can save your sister, but only if you help me. Why would you not go in with someone that strong having your back? Right. But I feel like it's it's super close to last season's story arc, where instead of Merlin, it's uh, Nyssa being like, kill Ra's al Ghul and I'll save your sister, whom I, I mean, he, she didn't put him in, uh, or she didn't put Thea in danger, but still. Like, it's the same storyline, so I feel like there's gotta be some twist in there. Yeah, we're totally getting kicked off air right now, so that is our cue to start wrapping things up. I do apologize. The music is now telling us to go. So I yeah, just want to see what the ramifications for standing up Damien Dark are going to be. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that to come down the line because he's not going to be someone who takes something like that lightly. Really, though? That's such a bitch move, though. Like, who cares? He's <laughs> he got more important things to do. Dan yeah. has an ego. He took time out of his day to come see all to come see Oliver, to come see the arrow at his request, and now it's like, you stood me up? Oh, yeah, snaps, I was going to give snaps, you two weeks till just now. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for tonight's after show, and we will see you next week. Be sure to follow all of us on Twitter. Support your host, as always. I'm Allie Cooter Bradford at Boys and Beauty One. Hopefully, I will see you online. Yes, I'm Lex Michael. All of our social media at the Lex Michael. Tari J. Miller, you can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiajay. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. Star Wars Rebels at a special time. It is tomorrow night, Thursday at 8 p.m. And we have Ruby tomorrow as well at 6. And the music gets louder, so that's our cue to say <laughs> peace out. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.